Welcome to episode 561 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are excited about playing more Magic the Gathering or you're feeling medium about playing more Magic the Gathering, honestly, we're here for you. Either way. We're here for all Magic players as much or as little as they play the game. And we know some of you don't play it at all. We're also here for you. We're also here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's episode, hot off the presses this morning, everybody, we got uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan first look, and yes. we are going to first look for you as well. Although I think I would call it a second first look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. That's fair. Hey, We're going to second look it. A deeper. Okay. Do you know what? I'll say the first one was a glance and this was the look. This like is a look. We've had a first glance and now we've had a first look. This is a Luke LEW. UK, that's what I'm going to say. This is the first look. Many of these cards are a look. They seriously are. The art for this set, uh, so far of what we've seen, has been absolutely incredible. So props to the art direction team for this set. But we're going to let you know all about the new mechanics uh, that are debuting with Lost Caverns of Ixalan, some returning mechanics that we're very excited about, and uh, take a peek at some new cards, including our planeswalker for the set, Quintorius. Oh, he back. Elephant boy is back. And he sparked. He sparked and ready to go. (laughs) Do you think he just saw like a cool, he saw such a cool archaeological artifact that he's, that was what sparked? Uh, you know, I I would. I think it's in a story. So right. Like, I think it happened during like the Phyrexian invasion actually. But in my mind, he's such a nerd. It's just that like, he saw such a cool artifact that he was like, he sparked. Yes. I, I think I would like to headcanon that because I think of Contorius as the best nerd. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. It makes sense to me. Uh, we'll read the story and let you know. We've got yeah. to kick, we've got to start back on story time with Megan. I know. We are way behind. <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's okay. There's been a lot happened. There's just so much that happens. That's true. That is true. Um, um, and we're probably going to take a moment to everybody to give you our thoughts on the new expanded universes beyond that's going to involve Marvel. Yeah. If you didn't hear that news, it's a pretty big deal. So we're going to talk about that later in the show, too. All right. Um, but before we get started, we have some people to thank. First and foremost amongst them are you, the listeners, and especially the patrons of this podcast. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody who supports the show, either through continued patronage or any new patrons that decide to join us. You make the show happen every single week, and we could not be more grateful for you. Without you, it simply would not be possible. So if you ask yourself, is this something that I look forward to every week? Is this something I value in my life? Then we'd love to have you because a member of our family and get access to our awesome discord server it's such a good time and thank you this week to new patron lyle 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 i would 100 percent walk a mile in your shoes because you're great <laughs> lyle we would put your shoes on and we would walk 500 miles i might even go as far that's as that's right say. 
and I hope they're comfortable. Uh, thank you so much, Lyle, for becoming a new patron this episode. If you want a shout out, head to patreon.com slash GLHF magic, and we will dedicate an episode to you. I think that's uh, pretty exciting. No big pretty, deal. So pretty good. This episode is yours. This is You're Lyle's the only new patron. Episode. Yeah. So you can pick a specific Lyle's. part, but you can also just have the whole thing. Yeah. You could just have this entire episode and um, that's a pretty big deal as far it's as I'm concerned. Pretty big deal. Um, we also want to say thank you to Card Kingdom for being an amazing sponsor for very many years on this show. You can actually pre-order Lost Caverns of Ixalan on cardkingdom.com slash GLHF right this very instant if you cannot wait to cast a dino. On on my end, it sounded like you said GLH Jeff. <laughs> Which one of us is going to be Jeff, you know? Oh my gosh, I would be honored to be Jeff, honestly. You want to be Jeff? Yeah. Um, Great. <laughs> I'm GLH Jeff, and this is Megan. <laughs> I was going to say GLH Jeff is a different podcast where we just talk about Jeff-related issues. Anything that's important to Jeffs out there in the yeah. world, we will cover. <laughs> yeah. Or we just, it's it's just, we just play the Jeff Party video. What's the Jeff Party video? Oh my <laughs> Okay, wait, no. I can say with certainty that you have seen the Jeff Purdy video. I mean, I've seen the Jeff video on, um, that's uh, from like, uh, what's it called? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why am I blanking right now? The trivia show hosted by Alex oh my, Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. The Jeff Jeopardy, Jeopardy video. That's, that's what, what I'm talking I'm... about. Yes. Oh, I see. Jeff Purdy. I thought you were saying Jeff party as in a party where everyone's like named Jeff at this party and they're hanging out. Not Jeff party. I wish I, that I, I, I wish I was talking about some random YouTube video. That's just like, like a camera, like a GoPro walking around a party and every person Everybody. at the party is named Jeff. Everybody's that's, a Jeff. They're all Jeffs. That's it. They're brought here just for the party. Like what will happen? Will yeah. two Jeffs fall in love? We'll find out. Yeah. Will there be a Jeff battle? Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. If you haven't seen the Jeff Purdy video, go and look it up. Pause the show. You will love it's it. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> so in my mind, like GLH Jeff is just, we watch that video and appreciate it each week. That's it. I could do that. I don't think it would ever get old, honestly. No, it's very funny. <laughs> So head to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF for all of your magic needs. All right, friends, it's time to kick off with our first Luke at Lost Caverns of Ixalan. <laughs> all right, Maria, yes. we now have the mechanics of this set. Yeah, we do. Um, there was a debut stream uh, on twitch.tv slash magic this morning, and that's why we're bringing you this episode hot off the presses, where we got to be introduced to a, a bunch of new cards, a ton of art, and the new mechanics from the set. A little bit of backstory about Ixalan. If this is your first time Ixalaning, uh, <laughs> it's a great set. It's our first time returning there since 2018 when the set debuted. It's inspired by Mezzo and Central American art and lore, and this set specifically is taking place place one year after the Phyrexian invasion. The first time we were on Ixalan, by the way, it was all about factions, right? Mm -hmm. So we had the Sun Empire, which is humans and dinosaurs, vampires, pirates, and merfolk. This time around, all those factions are going to be present, of course, but the set is not necessarily focused on factions and faction themes this time around. Which was like, which was a note about the first Ixalan, which was that it was like a factions set. But it, 
that kind of, it seemed like at the end of it, kind of a mark against it. It was not great for the draft environment of that set. Do you remember the draft format? Yeah. Remember, it was specifically the problem that because there weren't changeling cards, it was kind of hard. Like the set wanted you to draft a faction, like around a faction, but also sometimes you just didn't have enough. Yeah, I now that you're saying that, I definitely remember that. And I remember re- reading Mark Rosewater's article at the end of the year that was like, hey, this was a problem we ran into, yep. that you just couldn't make it work cross-faction enough. And so that hampered the draft format. Okay. Yeah, which yes. was why when we came to Call Time, which again was a faction-centric set, they had so many changelings because that helps with that being like, oh, hey, there's some cards like you don't need to have only pirates. Every single card needs to be a pirate. It's like, hey, there's also changelings so that if you end up with... 12 pirates, you can still maybe get to like 15 or something. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Okay. So that's a great note. And yeah, hopefully we'll have a more flexible draft format this time since we're not really caring too much about factions when we go in to build our decks. Uh, But you mentioned the mechanics. So let's dive into them. Um, The first, and I would argue the biggest new mechanic is something called craft. And we see it on a card like Idol of the Deep King, which is two and a red for an artifact. Uh, When Idol of the Deep King enters the battlefield, it deals two damage to any target. But then this is the spicy part, everybody. It has craft with artifact, two and a red. And it says two and a red, exile this artifact, Exile another artifact you control or an artifact card from your graveyard. Return this card transformed under its owner's control. Craft is at sorcery speed. So you take this card, it transforms into a word I'm not going to be able to say. Sovereign's Macahuitl. It's a sword. Artifact equipment. When a Sovereign's Macahuitl enters the battlefield, attach it to target creature you control. Equipped creature gets plus two plus oh with an equip cost of two so it's taking one thing and turning it into something else which is a great word for craft and also a mechanic that megan invented a few months ago (laughs) this is very close to when we were talking about lord of the rings mechanics and trying to predict those i came up with something called forge which was about like introducing like introducing artifacts that come with you know some other item like a in my case i had invented it where it was like oh you get uh, a creature and then you can pay extra and you get their artifact also they're like legendary equipment or something yeah like exactly. their sword or their hammer um yeah so i feel like they definitely stole your idea <laughs> just kidding and even though this, this had to have happened yeah, years years ago <laughs> <laughs> wait maybe you stole their idea oh <laughs> answer for yourself anyway <laughs> uh, i think it's very cool because on a card like this idol the deep king comes in it does its thing the two damage and then when you're like you have time and the space when you have time and space <laughs> To deal with something else in your life. (laughs) Just like renovating your house. You need time, space, and money. (laughs) They should have called this home renovation. Home renovation. (laughs) You have time, space, and money. (laughs) You're going to home renovate Idol of the Deep King into a nice sword. (laughs) Oh, my God. So to clarify, the way this works, everybody, you need to do three things to craft. Number one, exile the permanent with craft. Number two, exile the specified materials. Number three, pay some mana. Just like Megan said, home renovation. So the materials are other permanents you control and or cards from your graveyard that are described in the craft ability on the card. Um, 
I don't know. I think this seems awesome. It it, it does two th- like it's the kind of card we always talk about that we want in a set, which is it does something that's relevant at one point of the game, and then it becomes something that's relevant in another part of the game on the same card. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also excited to see. Um, so they specifically call out this one says craft with artifact two right. in red. So you need to exile an artifact. Are there going to be, is there going to be craft, like, is there going to be craft with creature? Is there going to be craft with enchantment? (laughs) Craft with creature? What would that mean flavorfully? (laughs) Uh, It means that you are sacrificing a creature to transform the thing. Okay, well, maybe a vampire would be into that. Exactly. (laughs) Vamps would, vamps would vamp. We saw another one, but it's another uh, craft with artifact. Yeah. Um. Well, it's not exactly craft with artifact. Let me read it. The Enigma Jewel. This is a single blue mana for a legendary artifact. This is a mythic. This card's kind of wild, everybody. Uh, The Enigma Jewel enters the battlefield tapped. Tap to add two colorless mana. Spend this mana only to activate abilities. And this craft ability says, craft with four or more non-lands with activated abilities. So that's different. It costs eight and a blue. (laughs) Okay? And it transforms into Locus of Enlightenment. Legendary artifact again. Locus of Enlightenment has each activated ability of the exile cards used to craft it. You may activate each of those abilities only once each turn. Whenever you activate an ability that isn't a mana ability, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. That is a lot. That's a lot of words that I just said in your ear That's a lot of words. But do you know what? I do get what it's saying. Yeah, I get it. It, To me, this seems very expensive and dumb. But um, I mean, maybe there's use for it in Commander or something like that. I was going to say, there's absolutely a Commander deck that's going to go wild with this thing. Oh, yes. This will be a a super cool Commander card. But in um, Standard or uh, in Draft or whatever, this is going to take too long and too much money to do. (laughs) (laughs) This is too much money. (laughs) Just like all home renovations. Am I right, ladies? (laughs) You get what I'm saying. Anyway, that's craft. Home home renovate with artifact. (laughs) If only I could take something I'm not using in my house and turn it into something else. Like I just had to buy a new fridge and I wish I could have like crafted something I didn't want, like my old fridge, into my new fridge that actually works. What happened to your fridge? Okay. (laughs) It gave a death scream. Okay. I didn't know... That I let electronics could have death screams, but I was just sitting here and then all of a sudden I heard the most unholy sound come from my kitchen and I'm like, what was that? And it was, in fact, my refrigerator's dying gasp, um, and it can, it constantly leaked out of its bottom. It had a leaky diaper all the time, and it was leaking through my floor into the basement. It was not good. I So, like, that was happening for a long time, and I should have fixed it way sooner than I did. But I got a new one, and it's too big. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't all want to go into this, but it's too big. <laughs> so now I have to hire somebody else to come into my house and, like, cut out a hole in my wall so that it can fit. Wow, that's a saga. It's a whole saga. Anyway, I got it an open box deal, which is what I highly recommend for anyone buying a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Get like um, although off. I will say that I, I I got the answer to my question, which is it was broken for a long time and you didn't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it was just like, you know what? I'm going to force you to do something about but it because I die. <laughs> I guess that I, I guess I've, I've tried to tell you there's a problem. But you have not listened, and so instead I I die. <laughs> I tried to fix it at one point, but like they charge they charged me like five hundred bucks, and it didn't fix oh, it. And yeah. I'm just like, it okay. is not worth it. 
<laughs> it's Fair not worth it to try and fix this thing anymore. <laughs> anyway, it's in a better place now. And by that, I mean some scrapyard in Minnesota <laughs> somewhere being harvested for its chips. <laughs> Just kidding. This was not a smart fridge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, more mechanics. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, next up, we've got transforming double face cards. This is, you know what? This is just the return of a classic. Yeah, it is. You, These are ones like you meet the condition, you flip them over. Uh, notably, <laughs> you don't exile and return them for the most part. It will tell you if you do. But a lot of times it's just like, hey, transform it. It turn over. I know. I think I said on an episode that I'm like, well, this is the first time we've seen this. And that's totally not true because it happened in the first Ixalan. <laughs> I yeah. just forgot about it. This Even card specifically cards are, are um, was from first Ixalan, Growing yeah, Rites of Itlamok. Yeah. This is a legendary enchantment. It says when it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. At the beginning of your end step, if you control four or more creatures, transform Growing Rites of Itlamok. It taps to add green or taps to add green for each creature you control. Yeah, these are sweet. These yeah. have, have proven to be, over the years, uh, very, very powerful and very, very good. Mm -hmm. They always say, you know, in a format like draft, drafting lands is a smart thing to do because it just leaves you more room to put more playables into your deck. Um, and these ones in the past, Ixalan, were, like, very, very powerful. <laughs> oh, man. I love uh, Treasure Map. Treasure it's Map. Back. Great. So good. One so, of my favorite, so good. You know, it's a, it's a card I love to draft. Uh, what was the blue one that everybody played? Um, you know, search for Ascanta. Yeah, search for Ascanta. <sighs> That's what I'm thinking about. A standard, you know, a little different, but you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a card that was was very prevalent in standard. Yes. And has even sometimes been played in some of like the like stuff like modern or pioneer, like more eternal formats. It's a staple for control decks um, that have the access to it because it's just so good. Just so good. Yeah. Um, let's talk about another new mechanic. This one is called Descend. Oh Everybody man, this, <laughs> yeah, one, it does sound spooky and some of the cards that it is on look spooky. They do. Uh, let's talk about Brood Rage Mycoid. This is three and a black for a fungus. Four, three. At the beginning of your end step, if you descended this turn, create a one, one black fungus creature token with this creature can block. Uh, and then the reminder text about descend is you descended if a permanent card was put into your graveyard from anywhere. Wow. So All we're right. messing about in the graveyard a bunch in this set. And there is also stuff that cares about how many times you have descended, mm -hmm. um, I believe, which is the micro tyrant, the micro tyrant, not micro tyrant. It's not a very tiny tyrant. It's a <laughs> fungus tyrant. Fungus tyrant. Uh, one black green for a star star. Elder fungus. <laughs> Mythic. Great creature type. Trample. Its power and toughness are each equal to the number of creatures you control that are fungi and or sapperlings. At the beginning of your end step, create X, one, one black fungus creature tokens with this creature camp block, where X is the number of times you descended this turn. So permanent card has to go into your graveyard from anywhere, but this is permanent cards, okay, everybody? So do not count instant and sorceries. Mm-hmm. I think it seems very cool. It's very simple and straightforward. Mm -hmm. Put stuff into the graveyard, get rewarded for it. Yeah. Although they certainly have found ways to complicate it. <laughs> complicate sounds rude. <laughs> so I didn't want to say it, but that's the word that I'm coming up with. They complicated it. Um, well, because we have different 
numbers of descend, right? We have uh, Didact Echo, which is four and a blue for a 3-2 Spirit Cleric. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card, and it has descend four. Didact Echo has flying as long as there are four or more permanent cards in your graveyard. This is cool. Um, I like this. What does this remind me of? You know, making the sure... The stuff that cares about how much stuff in your graveyard. There's classic stuff that care about stuff about in graveyard. That spider. God, I my brain, I cannot think of words today. Ishkana? Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, um, there's Descent 4, there's yeah. Descent 8, and then... I think, I've, or it makes me think a little bit about... Um, Maybe just because the flashback for uh, Shadows Remastered is on Arena right now, but yeah. Delirium. Yeah, is Delirium. One, yeah, that specifically cared about types. Um, Didact Echo, the spirit cleric, I want to call out um, in the artwork, in the video they mentioned that there are spirits, but they're like kind of different um, in this set. They call them Echoes, and they need to come from a physical object, which is calling them forth. So you'll see the spirits in all of the art holding like a mask or wearing a mask, holding a staff or a sword, and that's what's bringing them into the world, which I think is a cool bit of flavor. Um, yeah, for sure. So there's Descent 4 and 8. That's what they've said. So I don't think there's other numbers other than 4 and 8. Yeah. Or X. Or fathom, and, like they call it Fathomless. Yeah. Fathomless. That's I think that sounds spooky. Fathomless yeah. Descent. Oh, that's for sure spooky. I mean, we've been over about caving on this show before. <laughs> we, don't worry. If there's a topic, we've probably talked about it. And if you wonder if we've talked about cave diving, oh, we have. Oh, we sure have. Uh, the one that has fathomless descent on it that they showed off was Song of Stupefaction, which is one in a blue for an aura enchant creature or vehicle. When Song of Stupefaction enters the battlefield, you may mill two cards. Fathomless descent enchanted permanent gets minus X minus zero, where X is the number of permanent cards in your graveyard. So everybody keep track of what's going on in the yard in this set. You know, just like your neighborhood busybody. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes I'm like, are there still neighborhood busybodies? Because there's like so much to do now that I just feel like we've lost the old person who just stares out of their window and does nothing. Let me tell you, um, I am my like the apartment building that I live in and then the one that's like right next to it on the corner. Um, has, it's eight units total. And we're all on a text thread together. And I can tell you for certain the answer is no. But they still exist. <laughs> they are not gone. Because I was going to say, this is really going to suck for private investigators who rely on these kind of people to solve village murders. Um, no, they they still exist. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm happy or sad about that, dudes, but... Well, let me tell you, as a person who sometimes receives text messages, I'm mostly just like, why? <laughs> like, play a game on your phone. <laughs> like, legitimately, there it's like the people right who are just like, you're just like, I don't... This this doesn't feel necessary to have texted. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I needed to hear this. Yeah, I just I'm like fold your laundry. Exactly, you know? that's normal neighborhood behavior. <laughs> don't you have things that need to? Have, modern life has so many distractions. Exactly, you I'm could sure be doing five TV shows you need to watch. You could be crafting. You could. Oh man, I finally the the other day my friend that one of my friends that I'm staying here with um and I set up a projector in the living room and w literally just like 
I think that we watched every episode of Our Flag Means Death season two that's available. Yes! <laughs> Just yes! like all in a row. Like a, like after the first one, we were like, oh, should we, we asked each other, we were like, oh, do you want to watch the next one? We were like, yeah. And then eventually we just like stopped asking. <laughs> just just watching let it. it, let it roll. Exactly. It was very, it was great. Oh man. After episode three, that I think I was just like out of my mind. It was so good. I think episodes four and five were both excellent episodes of television anyway everybody watch our flag means death season two streaming on hbo max right now the finale is this week oh man we got to get a season three people okay that's what we're going for here um speaking of discovering new shows (laughs) saved it got there the next mechanic we're gonna let you know about is discover which i think a lot of people are very excited about yeah so this is people were talking about this in the context the historical context of cascade because it shares uh it you know it shares a lot of qualities with common ancestor (laughs) the idea of cascade um so in this case discover unlike cascade discover has a number that comes after it. So it'll be like the card that we're looking at today has Discover 3. It's a keyword that lets, lets you exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a card with mana cost X or less and then either cast it or put it in your hand. And the number, like they have made this work with adventure in a way that is the not busted way, right? Right. With Cascade, there's been some problems over the years. Exactly. So they're saying, for instance, um, they used, if you are if you have Discover 3 and you exile Picnic Ruiner, because that's one in a red, it does have a sorcery side that is three in a green. If that sorcery side were three mana or less, you could cast that. But since it is not, you cannot cast it. You can only cast the Picnic Ruiner side. Okay. So what card did they preview with uh, this on it? We have Geological Appraiser. This is two red red for a 3-2 human artificer. When Geological Appraiser enters the battlefield, if you cast it, discover three. Exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card with mana value three or less. Cast it without paying its mana cost or put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom in a random order. What do you think? I mean, I love it. I'm super excited. I love Cascade. I know there's issues, okay, but I think it's, like, very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun mechanic, and I like that they fixed, well, they fixed the kind of unfair nature of it, hopefully, fingers crossed, yeah. but also the fact that if you don't want to cast it right then, you don't you have can. to. You can. You yeah. can just put it in your hand, which I think is, yeah, which is a nice change. Um, I also like that this gives us the option, right, Cascade was always mana value, like, less than what it was on. Yeah, I like that this will let them play around with, you can make a powerful expensive card, but have its, you know, discover side be smaller so that you're not like really (laughs) ruining someone's day with this card. Right. You can be way more flexible. Exactly. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a very nice update to a cool mechanic that we haven't seen, right? It hasn't been in a set since you and I started playing Magic. Yeah, no, only in master sets or whatever Yeah, um, is the only time that we've seen it. So Excited to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have mechanics that are coming back, and some of them in a little bit of a different form. Uh, I'll let you know what I mean in a second. We're going to talk about explore and map tokens, which we theorized on, ep- on a couple of episodes ago. And we got it 100% we got correct. It right. We got 100%. it like, we didn't get it a little bit right. We were We realized the problem, and we solved the problem the same way they did. 
We got it 1,000% right. Uh, first up, Explore, everybody. If you're not familiar, it's on this new card, Miner's Guide Wing, which is a 1-1 one, one for 1. It's a bird! One white, I should say. Flying in Vigilance. When it dies, target creature you control explores. But what is explore, you might ask? One of the best mechanics that uh, was truly beloved in original so Ixalan. Uh, explore says, reveal the top card of your library. Put that card into your hand if it's a land. Otherwise, put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature. Then put the card back or put it in your graveyard, which is very important for the uh, descend mechanic that we talked about earlier. Yeah, so we saw Explore the first time around, and it was only an enter the battlefield ability on that specific creature, right? It'd be like, when this creature enters the battlefield, it explores. And obviously, they've been like, hey, we're coming back to this set. Like, what? how can we shake this up? How can we take this mechanic uh, and reintroduce it in a new way? So we have stuff like the Miner's Guidewing. That gives it to something else when it dies. And then we have creatures that make map tokens, like Waterwind Scout. This is two and a blue for a 2-2 flying. When it enters the battlefield, create a map token. It's an artifact with one tap. Sacrifice this artifact. Target creature you control explores. Activate only as a sorcery. I love it. I love it. I thought they couldn't improve on explore. I was wrong. They did. Yeah. Do you know what? You can just make it more flexible. You can make it more better. Like, give yourself the choice. Do you want to put it on this flyer? Probably. But like, you know, whatever. You can make, yeah, you can put on something else. Um, I like that it also, right, it kind of gives, in this instance, you can have kind of like a hasty explore. Like this enters the battlefield and makes the map token. And then you can immediately crack it for like targeting another creature that doesn't have summoning sickness and have that creature explore in case you get that counter. That's a good point. Uh, you can only activate map at sorcerer speed, but that doesn't stop it from going on to a creature that can attack this turn. Exactly. I think that's awesome. The other thing that's returning in this set is uh, counter types with new names. So mm. there's a new type of counter. They've been doing this over the past couple of sets by introducing just like, I don't know, name anything. It's a counter now, an ice counter or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's a finality counters now with this set. Um, I'll tell you about those in a second. It's, it's on Intrepted Paleontologist, which is one in a green for a 2-2 at rare. Human Druid tapped to add a man of any color to exile target card from a graveyard. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, you may cast dinosaur creature spells from among cards you own exiled with Intrepid Paleontologist. If you cast a spell this way, that creature enters the battlefield with a finality counter on it. And finality counters say if a creature with a finality counter on it would die, exile it instead. All right. So it just means if it would die, exile it. It, it, it exiled. And they say you will see finality counters popping up in most sets, but not in large numbers. All right. And finally, we've got caves. Yes. This is, of course, a type of land now, uh, like hidden cataract. This is a land cave. <laughs> it enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap it to add blue, or you can pay four and a blue and tap it to sacrifice hidden cataract, discover four, activate only as a sorcery. Great. So this is cool. Again, that lets us like use it, its cascade essentially, but hey, what if you put it on a land for activation ability? Yeah, I, I love this. Oh, these are these lands are all at common, by the way, and there's one for every color. I'm curious if they're all Discover 4. I don't actually know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Hidden Cataract, it's it's great. great. You know, 
If you need a land, it's a land. If you don't need a land, it's something else. If you need land, is land. <laughs> I'm going to look it up and see if I can find um uh what if the rest of the caverns are also um all the same like this. Uh hold everyone. Finding, finding, finding. Boop, yes, boop, boop. they're all discover four. So that makes sense. There you go. Nice. Yeah, I, I love when they do this an extra mm-hmm. bonus thing on a land. So that's a look at all of the new and returning mechanics that are part of this set, everybody. Maria, um, that's yeah. a lot of mechanics. It is. It is a lot. I like as we kept going, I was like, I cannot think of the last time that a set had just like so many, just so many mechanics. Yeah, and a lot of new stuff too. I mean, like yeah. Explorer is back, but it's not really. I mean, it's different this time. <laughs> yeah. Plus you get maps. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty excited for this. I love when we have more new stuff than returning stuff. And I think craft is my favorite of the new stuff that we've been, mm-hmm. that we've seen. I think it's really, really cool. Even though probably the new cascade will end up being my favorite. I think craft is a cool idea. I think discover is probably mine, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like so flavorful craft. I mean, yeah, they could have, they could have called it forge Megan, honestly, but uh <laughs> <laughs> they called it craft. And in a future set, when there's like the old lady knitting set, it's going to be called craft and it'll make a lot more sense. But yeah. <laughs> oh, look, she's crafting. <laughs> she's crafting while she watches her neighbors and texts Megan about it. <laughs> there's so much TV you could be watching instead. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the new cards we saw. Uh, debuted that aren't mechanic specific and the biggest and most exciting one is our boy quintorius as a planeswalker that's right he's back Um, so quintorius is from our magical school set yeah he is a he's from arcavios which is the plane where strixhaven was or is we don't i don't know if it's still there yeah it's got to be still there i think so yeah um, um, but anyways, he's obviously taking, he's taking a gap year. <laughs> <laughs> he is. They talked about the designing this card in the preview stream a little bit where they said, uh, Quintorius is like a good archaeologist. Like he's mm-hmm. doing archaeology for the people and the cultures that he comes across and like, not like taking them to the British museum. <laughs> yeah. He's not Indiana Jones saying this belongs in a museum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like this. This belongs with you, yeah. <laughs> People from whom this artifact was taken. He's three red white for a four mana planeswalker mythic. Whenever you cast a spell from exile, Quintorius Cand deals two damage to each opponent, and you gain two life. Plus one, you make a three two red and white spirit creature token. Minus three, discover four. Minus six, exile any number of target cards from your graveyard. Are red for each card exiled this way. You may play those cards this turn. Nice. What do you think Spicy. of Quincy? Old Quinty here. Um, I mean, I I love it. I love that we get the new discover mechanic on his card. Yeah. Um, I love that we get his old three two spirit friends from from his Strixhaven days. I know, just like Strixhaven, they're back. Um, and you know, I think like. This you it's not much to minus six him. You know, True. like he, co- he comes in with four loyalty. Yeah. And with his static ability, that minus six could like finish a person off. It it really could. Yeah. 
Uh, I think I really like his static ability of casting stuff from exile and it doing damage to an opponent. Yeah. I just imagine him like throwing shards of like some broken tablet at the face of whoever he's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, you know, probably should, you know, preserve that instead, yeah. but whatever. Um, yeah, very, I think it's a very cool card. What if he's throwing, he's throwing his own notes at them? Yeah. He's not throwing artifacts. He's like taking his own notes and then he's taking his notes and throwing them at them. And like giving him a paper cut? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, attacked by notes. Exactly. <laughs> Death by a thousand paper cuts. Um, another creature that uh, was previewed, which is a lot of people are buzzing about, and I think is going to be a big bad of standard. I don't know if there's any way to support. I mean, like, I think it's just going to be um, Bartolome del, del Presidio. White, black for a 2-1 vampire knight, uncommon, legendary creature. Sacrifice another creature, artifact, put a plus one, plus one counter on Bartolome del Presidio. Mm. No condition there, I want to point out. So you don't got to pay anything. Yeah. You just sacrifice and you, you put counters on them. You feel the return of like a, like aristoc- aristocrats? I sure do. That's Ar- what my bones are telling me aristocrats was like there hasn't been like a true aristocrats there's been some aristocats there's been there's definitely been aristocats which and is that was, cauldron familiar how did we not how did they not call cauldron familiar which is of an aristocats is this an opportunity that passed us by to call that deck aristocats well here's the problem we can't make cool deck names anymore oh, because they want to standardize it across all tournaments and platforms which i think is a noble pursuit I however agree. you do lose something in the process it's which is fun deck names like um, Aristocats. Like Aristocats. Even though I would say it was less of an Aristocats deck and more of a just really super annoying deck. <laughs> That's true. Why didn't we just call that deck the super annoying deck? I mean, I did. Uh, plenty of people did. Plenty yeah, of people did. This is 100% an Aristocrats card. Will we yeah. have support for it? I can only imagine. I mean. Oh, and I was saying for for people like not. Oh yeah, uh, who have who have not played in an era of aristocrats? Um, it comes from when there were like the original set of cards had like Falconrath aristocrat and like other aristocrats where you could sacrifice creatures to them for some effect. And there was once upon a time in the original like around the time of the very first Innistrad, a deck that was all about sacrificing different things. You had like Blood Artist, so you sacrifice creatures, and then you know you got all these pings from Blood Artists and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's like little creatures, sacrifice happening, pings of mm-hmm. damage, incremental, etc. Aristocrats. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, yeah, that's a card. I'm got my eyes balls on. Let me tell you. Of course you do. Uh, what else you want to talk about about the new set? You know, there's there's just there's it, there's a lot of mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of mechanics. I'm real excited about it. Um, yeah, I think, you know, for the for uh, people who are excited, especially about some of the very cool art, I was very, I'm very happy to know that we will be able to get those full art lands in, in draft boosters. Yes, the, the art, we talked about the lands, at least on the upkeep, everybody, if you haven't seen them, they're super, they're super gorgeous. Yeah. Um, they're full art. They have updated the mana symbol to match the art style of the set as well. And it's on the bottom of the card and it says mountain basic land or whatever. Um, 
yeah, big fans of them. And that's, that's good that we're going to be able to get them in a draft booster. Yeah. Well, we still have draft boosters. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I'm saying that I'm like, well, soon we'll yeah. be calling them something else. This is the last, you know, this is one of the last sets. I think Karlov Manor also has this, the draft set and collector boosters. I want to say, but I don't remember entirely. No, Mar- Murders at Call of Matters when it oh, changes the- to play bo- boosters, yeah. All right. This is our last one thing of draft and set boosters. Oh, man. Draft those commons while you still can, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the, like, those, they're calling them the core full art lands will be in draft boosters, which is very exciting. Yeah, and some of the um, alternate art that they showed off for this set on the stream, like there's a Quintorius, which is absolutely beautiful full art. I mean, it's it's incredible. Uh, they've been knocking it out of the park with a bunch of the last sets on art design, I think, anyway. And this this set is proving to be no exception. Um, yeah. And of course, there's the Neon Ink variants, which they're bringing back from Kamigawa, which I loved those. So yeah. I'm excited to see those again. Um, and then they have cards done in, I don't know what to call the art style, but um, scroll style. <sighs> I don't know what the <laughs> official name is, but they there's some very cool art treatments in this set. Let's just, yeah. let's just say that. <laughs> they're great. Very, yeah. Very excited to see them. I'm going to, I'm going to find out what the, what the heck the name of that. Well, hold on, yeah. hold on. Also, obviously oh, there's showcased. the, there's yeah. the Jurassic World collection. Yeah. Uh, which will be in set boosters and in collector boosters. So you can get the Jurassic World cards like Ellie and Alan Paleontologists, which is very cute. That's two green, white, blue for a 2-5. Legendary creature, human scientist at rare. Tap, exile a creature card from your graveyard. Discover X, where X is the mana value of the exiled card. Activate only as a sorcery. Great. Um, I, mean, I also, I one. like, I know I'm going to botch it again, but it, earlier I said this word successfully. Okay. Chaotician. Chaotician. I said it, I swear earlier I said it right. Chaotician. Chaos. Maybe it's just that, maybe it was in my head and now that I'm trying to say it out loud, I cannot. Chaotician. Chaotician. There it is. Chaotician. Chaotician. Okay. (laughs) It does does not sound right. It does not sound like a word. Anyways. (laughs) um yes uh the other thing to note is i want to talk to you about a card that's a buy box promo which i okay. think you might like which okay. is jade light spelunker which is a callback to jade light ranger from yeah Original this is x in a green for a one one rare merfolk scout when jade light spelunker enters the battlefield it explores x times Ooh. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. That's a good card. Mm -hmm. I would say like Jade Light Ranger was probably the favorite card from like probably 95% of people from that set. It was great. It was a great guy. Well, I'm very excited for this set, everybody. I think it looks really cool. The the release date is the 17th of November. So that means pre-release weekend is going to be the weekend of the 10th and 11th and 12th of November, which is coming up. Faster than any of us would like to admit. Let's just take a hot second to talk about the Marvel Universes Beyond. All right, Maria, what yeah. are the deets? You know about this? You heard about this, everybody? Uh, Marvel is uh, coming to magic. Magic is coming to Marvel. Nope, not yeah. that way. <laughs> it's the other way around. Marvel's coming to magic. They announced this mere seconds after we posted our upkeep of course, this I, week. As- As they are wont to do. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. (laughs) If there's any time to look at the, to look at the magic website, 
It is immediately after we have posted the upkeep. Yeah. It's the hottest time for news. <laughs> the hottest time for news. Why have they forsaken us? <laughs> um, they announced this one day also before they did their Ixalan big yeah. release, which is kind of wild in my opinion. Um, and they made like a little teaser trailer video, which is a very sappy video of like, hey, do you remember your first comic book? Reading it. <laughs> Going on adventure. Mother, would you watch a Marvel movie with me and cry a single tear? Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, Mother. And then they're like, it's magic. And she holds up the card. I'm making a little bit of fun of it because it yeah. is ripe for being made fun of. Go watch it. <laughs> she cries. She literally cries. I would rather oh. listen to your I, – I, I would rather watch your recreation of the, of the movie, of the I video. Mean, look, it's very sweet if you have an attachment to Marvel. It is very sweet. I was just laughing because I'm like, oh, they literally have a close-up of a tear coming down from her eye. And I'm like, I wonder if they're like, look – um. I don't want to be pushy, the director. Uh, can you can you cry for this take? And she's like, what? <laughs> Some like, magic video? <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was the teaser. And then they announced that there is going to be tentpole sets uh, with this Marvel treatment. Um, the first tentpole magic set based on Marvel's fan favorite characters and epic stories will appear globally in 2025 with additional all new exciting sets for multi-generational fans to collect and, pe- and play. And I think the number one thing that jumps out to me here is the phrase, the first tentpole set. Okay, because we had Lord of the Rings this past year, which was a tentpole set, but that was it. It was one mm-hmm. and done, right? The first tentpole set, that makes me extremely curious. How yeah. is that going to work? Yeah. Um, because I assumed that there's going to be supplementary product and everything, uh, like um, a secret layers associated with this and that kind of thing. And it doesn't surprise me that they would do like where the core set comes, uh, usually in summer for Magic, a Marvel set then. That makes sense to me. But doing more than one is kind of, it's a little bit shocking. Yeah. I understand because the universe is huge yeah. and you could probably do a hundred Marvel sets if you wanted to. Um, but also, but, is Marvel bigger than Lord of the Rings worldwise? No. I don't wow. know, man. Or is it? Okay. All I, I can. Some- okay, this is what I can say about yeah. my Marvel knowledge is very limited yeah. to mostly the movies and playing Marvel Snap, which the creators of Marvel Snap had said they have a ten-year roadmap for card releases, and they release three to four cards every month, right? Yeah. So I think that's got to be a pretty big universe. That's true. Okay. So, um, yeah. So those are the, the cold hard facts of what's happening. Let me just ask you, baseline, how do you feel about this when you heard Tired. about it? <laughs> just tired, man. What do you just, mean? I just, look, okay. I'm not, I'm not a Marvel person and I want it to stop getting in my stuff. <laughs> You this got is, peanut butter in my Oreo. Exactly. Except that in this case, Wait, peanut butter's just getting chocolate. in everything. And I don't want, pe- like, I appreciate peanut butter more when I can choose the times and places to eat peanut butter. <laughs> but if you're putting peanut butter in everything I eat, I'm going to be tired of peanut butter. That is a great way to put it. I mean, Marvel is, it is peanut everywhere. Peanut butter. They, oh, it is, it pe- yeah. <laughs> the market for Marvel is pretty saturated. Let's get real. That's what I think. I mean, superhero movies, I feel, recently have been on the downslope. Thank goodness. Uh, 
they they were a huge trend, just like movies go through their trends in various decades. We had the yes. superhero trend set of movies, and recently, I would say they've gotten the quality has kind of fallen off, and it's been yes. more like fine to have a bad superhero movie because you're like, oh yeah, that's just what they do now. Um, I'm like, when was I excited for one? I think the only one I was ever excited for was Dark Knight, and that was DC. <laughs> <laughs> because it starred the amazing Heath Ledger, one of the greatest actors of our generation. Um, but I'm a bit Marvel fatigued, yes. just like you. I see it everywhere. It's on everything. Exactly. Um, I am a Marvel Snap player, so that perhaps contributes to it. I'm like, I already have a game where I play the Marvel yeah. IP. Thanks. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any like? And I guess uh, for, for me, it's that I want other stories. Okay, I'm done with superhero stories. There's so many other kinds of story. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, however, if you are Hasbro and they come to you with this, you're not going to kick them up for eating crackers in bed, I would think. <laughs> I think I might. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, door slap. <laughs> Just like, bye. Do you know what? <laughs> I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> I think that Wizards is going to make a lot of money with this partnership. I think that it's going to bring a lot of new people into the game yeah. that did not play Magic before, which is a good thing, everybody. I want to just say no, that. You're right. you're right about that. You're right. And I get that. Like, and I'm not hating on people who like Marvel. That is not my complaint here. If you like Marvel, I'm very happy for you. I'm very happy that you have so much stuff that abounds. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that like... harvest is bountiful. Yeah, that I just want other stuff. I just want more foods that aren't peanut butter. <laughs> no, I get it. I totally get it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, so I'm once again, I have two minds about it. I'm like, I think it'll be good for the game overall. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of tired of seeing Marvel everywhere. I already play another Marvel game. So like, I'd, I, you know, I'll be like, okay, yep. when I see it, but then again, you know, I'm not a Marvel person either. I just admitted that. So it's like, not my jam. <laughs> That's fine. It's not my jam. It's not my peanut butter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, how do you feel about it? Like on the base level of this huge IP coming to magic, like. I've seen a lot of people being like, this is a step too far. You know what I mean? Eh, I don't think so. Remember when we had this discussion back in the day, we were like, what would be the step too far? Wow. Do you remember that? Yeah. What did we say? Sponge I think bomb? I said, yeah, I think I said like family guy or something. <laughs> I think that you did say family guy. <laughs> Cause you know what? I'm actually going to go ahead and say right now that SpongeBob would not be a step too far. <laughs> I would be very, I would laugh very hard at a SpongeBob set. <laughs> um, I don't think that, okay, I don't know why it's multiple tentpole sets. That makes me a little bit worried. Yeah. I guess I do want to, I just like, I'm like, I want magic lore. Yeah. Again, that just comes back to me being like, I want other flavors of story. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, because if they make the set like Lord of the Rings, they make the Commander decks, they make uh, Secret Layers for it. I'm like, mm -hmm. thumbs up, sure, go for it. Like, I'm fine replacing the core set with an IP, quite yeah. honestly, because the core set was like a whatever set anyway. Exactly. That was always a set that already lacked lacked its own flavor for the most part. It was just kind of like a mishmash of other stuff. It was like pretty generic. Bunch exactly. Of prints, whatever. Um, so I'm fine with them putting something new and exciting that can bring new people into the game into that slot. Yeah. Twice, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm starting yeah. to get a little nervous. So I guess re remains to be seen what it, what they meant by, quote, the first tentpole magic set based on yeah. Marvel. So um, we'll see what happens there. Well, um, maybe well, they're just saying... Maybe they're just saying it's the first one that's based on Marvel. You know what I'm saying? 
you get how I'm phrasing it differently. <laughs> yes, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just reading it wrong. It's like the first one that's ever been based on Marvel. <laughs> like that kind of tone. Yeah, it could be. That could be. And Fingers then I'll crossed. Feel fine about it. Um, looking for a Mantis card. That's yeah. my favorite Marvel character. I love you, Mantis. You're a Who's real my weirdo. Favorite Marvel character. I'm gonna have to look up a list of Marvel <laughs> characters. I also like Loki. Loki could also be right up there for me. Yeah. Love a good trickster god. Um, hmm. I don't know enough about this to say. Probably just okay. Miss Marvel, the Kamala Khan version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Oh, that's true. Is Marvel. I love Squirrel Girl. Maria, did you know that squirrels kill chickens? <laughs> what? Squirrels can kill chickens. And squirrels kill baby chicks. No, they don't. They do. Unbelievable. There's chickens in my neighbor's yard, and there's a million squirrels who live in my yard. Yep. They've never murdered. Have you asked your neighbor? <laughs> I honestly, that's horrific, but seeing a squirrel kill something would be also be very funny because <laughs> what a weird nightmare. You yeah, know? That like, would be a weird nightmare. <gasps> you're so small, and yet you're a murderer. Uh, horrifying. Um, <sighs> but Japanese flying squirrels are the cutest animal that's been put on God's green earth. I'm just gonna point that out. <sighs> Unbeatable. Oh, uh, all right. Frankly, <laughs> this the has cutest nothing to do murderer on God's green. <laughs> <laughs> this has nothing to do with the podcast. Megan and I might be involved in a different podcast coming out. I don't know when, <laughs> but anyway, we'll tell you about it when we get there. Squirrels may be involved. Um, so yeah, that's a Marvel announcement, everyone. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments of this, or you can no make notes on our Discord and let us know what you think. I think there's a lot of different thoughts to be had out there and uh, valid thoughts, you know? No. People are allowed to their to their opinion. Uh, for except sure. for like they don't want new people in the game. That opinion is not allowed. <laughs> that opinion is not allowed. You have to let new people in the game. But beyond that, you can have other opinions. Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five, or excuse me, Good Luck GLH Jeff. <laughs> Thanks for listening, especially if your name is Jeff. Yep. Um, we'd like to get some new Jeff patrons for your next episode so we can call out a bunch of Jeffs. That's right. Thank you so much. I've been Jeff. <laughs> I've, I've been Jeff. Maria's also been Jeff. My cat here, Moxon, has also been Jeff. Also been Jeff. Hi, Moxon. Oh, he's so floofy. He's a floofy boy. Cat time. He's been Jeff. Jeff. Um, Jeff's you're on notice. So uh, if your name is Jeff, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash GLH Jeff and get your Jeff shout out next episode. I want to dedicate the episode to several Jeffs. Yeah, we want some GLH Jeffs. <laughs> and remember, even if your name isn't Jeff, you can always go into Patreon and say that your name, like you can just put your username as some as version of Jeff. Jeff and that's what we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> So consider it, everyone. Uh, Whether you're a Jeff or you want to pretend to be a Jeff. Any kind of Jeff. You're welcome. Yep. Um, thank you to our Card Kingdom sponsor. Yes. Uh, probably somebody named Jeff works there. Maybe yep. more than one person. Well, you know, who knows? But thank you can you check so them much. out. Thank you so much to Lyle. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Lyle. Lyle. Cardkingdom.com slash GLH Jeff. And uh, to Lyle for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Lyle. Yeah. Um. Big, big props to you. And I hope you enjoyed your. Also a great name. I like the name Lyle. It is a good name. Well, anyways. <laughs> anyway, 
Anyway, everybody, uh, have a fantastic week. Let us know um, what you're most excited about coming up from Lost Caverns of Ixalan, what you think about the Marvel announcement, or anything that tickles your fancy. Uh, We're here to hear your fancies, whatever they may be. (laughs) I was watching your cat stretch in the background. He's done now, but he's stretch. He hates being in an episode. <laughs> Look at him. He's so grumpy he's about so it. He's so mad. 